0: Hi well, hey there. Welcome to Just To Be Nominated, a podcast about movies distributed by Lee Enterprises. The show is hosted by me, Chris Lay, podcast operations manager for Lee, along with Bruce Miller, an entertainment reporter for multiple decades who is currently the editor of the Sioux City Journal, and Jared McNett, a reporter for the Globe Gazette in Mason City, Iowa. Well, most of the time, uh, we pick five of our favorite films on a theme or concept and go back and forth hashing them all out. This time is a little different, since last night the Hollywood Foreign Press Association handed out a whole bunch of their Golden Globe Awards, and we wanted to talk about it. From the hosts and the brouhaha's around the Globes themselves, to the big winners and losers, and, maybe most important of all, the effect the awards will have on the Oscars. As always, you can check the show notes for links to where you can stream the movies that we talked about, and discover older episodes as well. Now, here it is. Our show kicks off after this short pause. Uh, yeah, the, the Golden Globes were last night, and a bunch of interesting stuff, I guess, shook out. Well, what happened was
1: they were reacting to this bad Los Angeles Times article about how they, were, they had nobody who was black as a member in the group. So it looks like they voted on Saturday night, bent over backwards, and selected a lot of black winners. I mean, that's, that's the optics of it.
0: Yeah, and that is the voice of Bruce Miller, who is the the editor at the Sioux City Journal. Uh, And we also have uh, Jared McNett on the line. Hey! Um, And, uh, yeah. That's what it seemed like. I mean, they were good
1: winners, but they made such an effort to point out that they weren't, you know, racist or biased or whatever.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, for me the monologue and the inside jokes and everything that were, you know, the, the hosts, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were, were dropping, where it was kind of self-deprecating at the expense of the Hollywood Forum Press, but also, I mean, this is 2021. This is, you know, after everything that happened last year and all of the, um, you know, people getting called out for having inclusivity biases and, you know, blind spots and everything. This, is, this shouldn't have been a surprise to the Hollywood foreign press that they were going to get roasted over this and they've just kind of been in damage control. I, I think they, they gave a lot of awards out, but I, I'm intrigued, I guess, to see how, I mean, I, I don't know what the background of it was if they, you know, pulled the strings down the line and tried to give awards out to a more diverse crowd of winners, but the tone of everything that they talked about was very, uh, lip servicey to, uh, fixing things that should have been identified and fixed, you know, five years ago. <laughs> I mean, how, how long ago was the Oscars so white, you know, campaign with Chris rock hosting and
2: everything. Yeah. 2015. Well, so the
0: yeah, Oscars did respond and they became more
1: diverse. They expanded their membership. They, uh, had some different things they had done to make sure that it was that way. And I think you saw last year with Parasite winning, that there was a sense that they had made some strides. Mm-hmm. With the Golden Globes people, you never know.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know. It's under 90 people that are in the group. And they did make speeches that, yeah, they were going to change. So let's hope that that's true. Let's hope that these weren't kind of last minute decisions that they were making on Saturday night to make sure that they didn't look a certain way.
2: And again, with all of this, it's worth considering that like, there's no like public list of like who the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press e- aren't uh, even are so like that that doesn't help any of this either. That it's like a uh, somewhat famously opaque uh, membership.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the rules for inclusion or exclusion from the Hollywood Foreign Press Association are also pretty uh, malleable. It seems like so. Mm-hmm yeah but yeah Bruce, I mean you mentioned the the big l a Times article that came out, and they've updated that with follow ups and you know the, I think the, the New York Times has tagged on with some of their own you know additional reporting to everything and yeah i, I don't know if I see the the influence in in the winds nearly as much. I think the the biggest example of that would be Andre Day um, breaking up the the Nomad land sweep, which I know Bruce has been really um, on team Nomad, Nomad Land for Pagan, a long time. <laughs> yeah. But
1: Andra Day, uh, I think this helps her get a, a shot at getting a nomination. Yeah. Um, it doesn't guarantee that she'll win in the Oscars, but I think when they're picking those five people to be in that category, she will get a shot. And I think uh, it might be at the expense of somebody like Amy Adams, for example. They talk about her as a possible candidate. And I don't think Rosamund P- Pike from um, I Care About, was it? I care, I care a lot. lot. I care a lot. That has no chance whatsoever. And then giving her that in a comedy uh, area, that was the scariest film I've seen all year long. It was like how you steal all the money from old people and put them out to pasture. No, this is not a comedy.
2: That's pretty funny to me.
1: <laughs> You're on the right age side of that thing. So that's why you like that. Yeah. But
0: I, I don't think she has a chance, but I think Andrew Day does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean... Rosamund Pike winning will end up putting her in a spot for a nomination. I mean, it would be very, I guess I I have a hard time seeing Rosamund Pike winning the Golden Globe as she did last night and then not getting a nomination, but. That's about it. Uh, Maria Bakalova should have
1: won that, that prize. I agree. But then the studio has been pushing her for supporting actress for the Oscars. So she still has a shot. Um, and I don't think she's, she's done with yet. And I think she's nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award too. So there's still life for her. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, I think, has a big chance of getting in the supporting actor category because of this win. And there were a lot already in that category and this gives him another shot at it. So I think mm-hmm. he and Andrew Day are the two who are going to benefit most from this.
0: I think it'll be interesting to see how, how they frame Boyega um, who won for, was it an actor think, or supporting actor?
1: Yeah, and TV. And I supporting. think consider this a TV thing, not as a movie. So I think he's dead in the water in terms of the Oscars.
0: He's dead in the water, but the, I mean, we're, we're also talking about, I mean, all of those, the, you know, small acts and the other films in that Amazon series, each one, I know that, I mean, that's been talked about as either a six hour long film or, you know, six you know, separate episodes of TV. Some of the episodes, I think, screened at legitimate film festivals. So it's in that gray area, kind of muddy water that, I know we've, we've talked about in the past of TV and movies getting really intermingled and the lines being blurred of, of yep. where that's going to go. One thing I wanted to ask, Bruce, and you, we've talked about um, the Oscar nominations and whatnot. H- how much are those locked in right now. I mean, for for the nominations for the Oscars to actually get shaken up at this point, how... Oh,
1: I think, yeah, this is a time to see some movement. Here's where you will see one of those movies that you thought, really? Get in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian is going to be in the mix. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Even though she got an award last night, it's interesting, but that movie hasn't popped
0: and I don't think it's going to be the big spoiler that some might think it would be. Well, I mean, Jodie Foster was one of the many, like her and Rosamund Pike are the two that leapt out to me of people who were legitimately blindsided by their wins last night. (laughs) Like they seem as surprised as anybody. Jodie was in pajamas. She wasn't expecting
1: to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice kind of suggestion of who could be nominated, but I, you know, the Golden Globes are the Golden Globes. They've got to do a, a little damage repair themselves right now. And we'll see how they, you know, fall all over each other. I think some of the things are right. You know that I think Nomad Land is going to win it all. And I think they felt they had to lean into that too. You know, um, there was talk that uh, Carrie Mulligan's film was going to do a little bit better. Promising Young Woman. Yeah, it got nothing. And they thought that she might, the, the director, um, might be a, a strong contender for best director. And I think this kind of thing shuts the door on anybody but Chloe Zhao being the female, if you will, winner of best director.
0: Yeah, it still feels like um, Nomad Land is, I don't want to say a lock, but I mean, for director and likely best picture, I think... Okay. Francis McDormand getting bumped by Andrew Day is going to make things a little bit more interesting um, for the you know best actress. We're just beginning award season. The Critics Choice Awards
1: will be coming. The Screen Actors Guilds Awards will be coming. You'll see a lot of shifting.
0: And if you get three or
1: more of those, that says you're probably a good shot at the
2: Oscar.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we talked about. Maria Bakalova, but this was also a huge night for Borat.
2: Well, and uh, yes, uh, something I was sh- struck by with uh, with Borat, which uh, here's, here's your fun little uh, first little uh, Gold Derby mention of the uh, of the podcast. Uh, not getting paid by them, I promise. Um, they retweeted someone saying the last um, Golden Globe comedy or musical winner not to get a Best Picture Oscar nomination was The Hangover, eleven years ago. So. Borat 2 might now have a chance to get nominated for Best Picture. You know, it's in
0: good company, I guess, question mark. No. <laughs>
2: with 10
1: possible Best Picture nominees, Borat's in there. I'm sure. Yeah,
0: it yeah for sure. Yeah, Let It's it, going to be uh, in the, uh, the, the District 9 spot. Yep. That's it. That's exactly it. You know,
1: the one who I think really is suffering is Mank. I think Mank yep. has gone way downhill and, you know, I don't think it's going to have the most nominations of any film, even though they thought it would. Now, maybe those technical categories will carry it, but Mank is going to be lucky to get one.
2: Yeah. It's going to get the, uh, the Irishman treatment.
1: It is. It is definitely that movie. It's that, This year's movie is Irishman is Mank. Do the math.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Chicago 7 got something, so that's, that says it's still <sighs> You don't like it. And then can I throw you one that we've talked about
0: before? Dear Diane Warren, she won best song. Come on. I sent Jared a a Twitter DM Uh, the second that that happened. I was like, like all caps, like, oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Got
1: in there, but it wasn't for the gorilla movie. It's for the Sophia Loren movie. So Mm -hmm. she'll take it any way she can get it. Go for it.
2: One for the gorilla movie.
1: You know, Absolutely. I was thinking the, uh, the best song thing would have been a way to be a consolation prize for those who wrote songs for their movies but didn't win an acting prize. This is where where uh, Leslie Odom Jr. could have won. Yeah. yeah. And I, was Andrew Day also uh, a writer of one of her songs? She could have won on that too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's interesting that that could be kind of the, like I say, the consolation prize for those actors who don't win in the acting
0: one thing that I kind of wanted to throw into the mix of the conversation with you know some of the movies that got overlooked by the Golden Globes just outright. the biggest example being De Five Bloods is that going to necessarily up in some Apple carts with Oscar predictions because I could definitely see that one ending up with, um, you know, original screenplay nomination, director nomination, best picture nomination. I mean, especially with exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that's gonna, because that wasn't included in the golden globes, um, it it makes it harder to, I think, gauge how that's going to feed into awards prognostications for the Oscars. I think that, uh, it's in Netflix's
1: hands. They're going to decide which ones they want to push. And if they're pushing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as the way to get an Oscar for Chadwick Bozeman, they probably will
0: back off on the Five Bloods. But, I mean, that, that seems like such a lock. Like, I, I don't think that they would even necessarily have to put any additional money into promoting Bozeman at this point. No. I mean, the... I mean, the, His wife
1: the, won it for him last night. Yeah, she gave last night, they're going to say, "Come on, we got to give him the Oscar." Yeah, and it was beautiful. She and Jane Fonda gave the two best speeches of the night.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Jane Fonda's speech was amazing, and also, I think it was Tina Fey describing uh, Jane Fonda's uh, bottom as being uh, as as tight as a twenty-year-old boy's or something like that. Which was the phrasing <laughs> of that was entirely just went off the rails immediately. I. <laughs> I don't know how to interpret that as a good thing, a bad thing. I don't know, but yeah, Jane Jane Fonda was was phenomenal. Um, the other thing that like really leads me to think that Bozeman is just kind of going to be having a posthumous uh, victory lap was the 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 one bit of comedy that they did with the kids. Uh, in the Golden Globes last night, where it was you know asking the kids the questions and them saying you know who is Chadwick Chadwick Boseman and every single kid said Black Panther, and I mean that was I, I don't know about heartwarming, but I mean it really you know touched me. So I feel like that's going going into the Oscars and everything else after is uh, going to be painting how 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 Boseman goes. So yeah, to get back to the original thing, yeah Netflix go to town stomping on the gas of, you know, marketing for, for Bozeman. But I don't think that they necessarily need to put any more money into that. And they could definitely get some supporting actor, uh, push and directing and everything else for, for Spike Lee.
1: Could he get two? Could they give Chadwick Bozeman best supporting actor two?
0: I don't think so. I think, I think it'll be, it'll be actor.
1: The thing I found really strange about last night, even though, you know, it is a strange year is where the losers had to stay on screen while the winner was talking and you think how uncomfortable would that
2: be? That's where I'm just like faking that my like technical glitch and I just drop out. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm not sticking around on some zoom call to just look like a loser. Yeah. I'm good on that. This is where you, where you turn it dark, you
1: go get something to drink and you say we're watching another show.
2: Um. yeah Yeah, that's another thing is that like the this is the year that like you once you're done once your little business part of this is done if you're an actor or whatever you can just go on with the rest of your night you don't have to like awkwardly get up and leave or something you can just like put the or uh close the computer screen and you're you're done for the day
1: maybe that's the best way to handle award shows is just shut her down yeah
0: just imagining yeah the The Oscar goes to, and then you just hear, you know, a whole bunch of like Zoom, you know, log (laughs) out (laughs) sounds. Unmute yourself. I said they need to do a little
1: trial run with these people. First of all, when it's your turn to talk, please unmute yourself. And then we will let you know when it's time that we're going to shut you down. And they could just mute them. They wouldn't even let them need to go on and on. Because some of those reading of the lists, please. I don't think we need to read the list. Just be happy and say thank you very much. I like that Jason Sudeikis um, uh, was, it was 2 a.m. in London where he's shooting, um, Ted Lasso, and he was wearing a hoodie and looked like the rest of us. Yep. I like that.
0: And he got the uh, the wrap it up thing from Don Cheadle as well, which was a nice touch. <laughs> Don, God bless you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Don to be the director of the show—that would be I, a good thing. That would be fantastic. That is one of the things that I'm I'm intrigued to see how uh, the Oscars go because I know Steven Soderbergh is one of the, if not the, like main director I think of yep. of the event itself. So. Yep. Um, I expect that will have uh, some kind of aspects of very unexpected focus. And I also expect it just to be solid. Maybe it's going to be like a film. He'll do it like a film. It's going to be
2: uh, shot entirely on his iPhone.
1: Right. (laughs) What did you think of the comedy? Did you like all those Saturday Night Live people coming on and doing their things like Barb and Star and um, uh, the two that... Maya Rudolph
0: and and Keenan played. Well, that was fine. I mean, it's them, you know, taking advantage of people that are in the building already. uh, You know, but I mean, it's just an excuse to fill space, I guess. I didn't have any complaints. Nothing felt like a sour note. But yeah, I don't know. How about you, Jared?
2: I actually did not watch a lot of it uh, live. I was keeping tabs mostly like just on updates on Twitter, which I actually felt like I didn't miss too much considering just like the you know, slightly atypical format uh, for this year. And uh, maybe that's for the best because I do like uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, but I'm traditionally pretty uh, SNL-averse. So if there were SNL uh, people on there doing uh, SNL-type uh, sketches and I missed that, that's probably the best for my uh, sanity and my blood pressure. <laughs> so are you wait waiting until you to see the list at the end? Or oh, you- no, no, no. I was, I was, like, I was following along on, uh, on Twitter. Was it good what- and snarky? Yeah, and it was it was like I said, it was pretty easy to to keep up on just because I feel like there was a lot more it seemed like there's a lot more gaps and stuff this go around and you know, like the the format this year with a lot of it being on Zoom made it seemed to make it a lot easier to keep tabs on everything. So but I didn't I, miss any big moments.
1: The Emmys did a better job of zooming all that stuff, I thought. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, like a party. And they right. had people who were gathered, and I think that was you know, this whole thing where God bless you. If you're a frontline worker, God bless you. But having them in the front of the two places where they held it, I don't know that that did anything for anybody, even them. So I think that was kind of a misguided thing. You could have had Jane Fonda sitting at a table by herself. That would have been fun.
0: I didn't understand why some of the things were pre recorded. Like,
1: well, they was- had to tell some people, like, The soul people or the Sal people, whichever you'd like to call it, um, had to have been told beforehand because that looked produced. It didn't look like it was coming from their home. Yeah, I'm thinking of who was it? The um, the shower together, Norman Lear. Yes, Yes. he did know that he was winning, and I'm sure you know
0: bringing him somewhere at 90 something is difficult. But I'm saying, I mean, that was the that looked like it had been pre-recorded in the same way that you know Jane Fonda knew that she was going to win. Uh, and, you know, was able to do that. The one thing I, I do love that Norman Lear has just absolutely 100% committed to the sailor hat thing and is, is yes. never going to let that go. And I mean, that's been, you know, 70 years. I feel like he's been wearing that since, you know, he was on the Colgate Comedy Hour or whatever. But I mean, it's maybe in Hollywood, the longest commitment to a bit in like, the history of like Hollywood comedy. But I yeah. love it so much.
1: I was at a birthday party for him and they gave us all those hats. What? Oh, I can look like Norman Lear if you want me to. This is...
2: You can't just drop that in 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 the middle of the conversation, Bruce. Isn't that a good
1: pun? I wasn't even expecting to... If I could find that crap, I'd send it to you. It's just a matter of plundering the archives and finding that stuff. But yeah, and he's a very nice guy and he's very sharp. He's, uh, you know, it's not... What I wish that they would do is just rerun All in the Family prime time on a network. That show would not be able to run these days because it is exactly the kind of conversations we need to be having in our country. And All in the Family, it just hits where you need to know. But I think it's too uh, risky for a network. They would never do it.
2: So so Norman Lear, great commitment to the bit with hats, great track record with shows. is there no one else to give like lifetime type awards to that were given Norman Lear? Does Norman Lear have enough awards at this point? Do they available? I, okay, I, I like I'm I'm thinking about that and wondering like surely he's got he he might have even gotten a gold globe like a special honor before I feel like you looked hard enough, but
1: he must have won though for all those comedies he did during yeah. that time. So he didn't need one.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the names that are jumping to mind right now are ones that are still too young to be doing lifetime achievement, like Damon Lindelof, not quite lifetime achievement level. Uh, yeah. Like Shonda Rhimes is still doing a ton of stuff. I mean, and not to say that Norman Lear, I mean, his uh, what's he won the, an the show that's here? So yeah,
1: he's still, he's still,
2: he's still kicking.
1: Viable. Yeah, but Norman Lear is a a, a safe choice, shall we say?
2: Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. But um yeah, it was good to see like we talked about with Jane Fonda, to see all of the films that she was in. I mean, it's a she's one of those people that I still feel like I take for granted how many movies she was in. And it makes me want to rewatch uh They Shoot Horses, Don't They, which I haven't seen in years and years and years and years. Yeah. What did you, you think of the TV categories? Did you pay attention during those at all? Not really. I mean, everything went exactly how you you predicted uh, regarding Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Bruce, with her winning for Queen's Gambit, but not winning for Emma.
1: And the crown plowed through all those categories. Schitt's Creek got a little love. Yeah. Um, and Ted Lasso got his, his first kind of shot. Usually they give newcomers awards as opposed to the Emmys you can be like 30 years old have 30 years of shows behind you you'll still be winning the Emmy but the Golden Globe people kind of after we've given you one then you just go away
0: yeah it's been really interesting to see the the things that Apple TV has been really slow to promote like I mean I feel like Ted Lasso it took forever to get anywhere as far as yep. promotion and now it's it's winning stuff and getting more of a name recognition, and they have uh, the Mauritanian as well,
2: right? Yeah, because I, I remember like listening to a lot of stuff when like Apple was first rolling out all their like programming for Apple TV, and they were not emphasizing Ted Lasso that much. It was the morning show was the one they were all in on, and now I don't even hear anyone talk about that one anymore.
1: It'll be back for season two, coming soon to a, an Apple TV near you. It's kind of like when they open a new theme park at Disney they only have a couple good rides and then they've got a, like the horses are there and you could maybe see a parade. And so it's a a lot of filler. And I think they really didn't know if they had enough content. When you see the stuff that's pouring out from HBO max or uh, from Disney plus, those are things where you go, Hmm, what's Apple going to do? And I think they're just trying to get their footing underneath them. So you wait, Ted Lasso is going to be huge in the next year. Okay, so what do you guys conclude from all of this? What are we able to look at and say, "Yep, that's going to happen"?
0: I went and shifted a few things up on on Gold Derby, looking through like the Oscar uh, things. And my, I don't know if either of you guys like checked in on your Gold Derby predictions that you'd made for the Golden Globes. I was fifty percent. I got fifty. I predicted 50%, uh, correctly. And it was mainly like the Andrew day. And I mean, like Rosman Pike, I mean, there, there were some that just were like unexpected left field things or ones where I, like we were not a hundred percent, I think on who was going to win. It was like, this seems likely. Um, but, and yeah, I bumped up, uh, Judas and the black Messiah a little bit, uh, based on his win. And I think I bumped, uh, Borat up a couple spaces and everything bumped Mank down a couple spaces in, in most of the stuff.
2: And that's uh, not looking like Bruce was saying earlier, not looking good for Mank in any of the categories really now.
1: News of the world was another one that they kept slogging in the trades that, Oh, news of the world, Tom Hanks. Yes. Yes. And that little girl that's in it too. I think news of the world's dead. Yep you know i could just i can dismiss these ones now where you go well i don't want to watch that one again we're good
2: this is great it it uh down some of the homework i'll still have to do before uh before the oscars now
1: <laughs> have you guys watched nomadland yet have you gotten into it
2: i still need to watch nomadland but i was telling chris i finally was able to catch uh judas and the black messiah this week and really liked that one quite a bit and i big fan of uh, daniel Kalu and lakeith stanfield both so Glad to see at least one of them getting some love, but no Martin Sheen. No, oh God, that I don't know what again. I don't know what was going on with his makeup in that movie, but it was it was ghastly. It was
1: monstrous. (laughs) Now watch it get a nomination in the Oscar
2: for Best Makeup,
1: right? I I got
2: to think that one's not coming. (laughs) We'll see.
1: Okay, so have you changed your thought? You did. You did see it, Chris, right? You saw No Man's Land. You liked it?
0: Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um,
1: The best of the year?
0: No, I feel like it is going to be the kind of movie that will have a very long tail to it. Um, But and I mean, it definitely spoke to me, and it's one that going into it, I definitely did not have any idea of where it was going to go, um, if things were. You know, going to go sour. Uh, It kind of had the, uh, like in Queen's Gambit, I know people have talked about how there's so many moments in Queen's Gambit where it could turn into some like sexual assault thing or, um, you know, various abuses of power and whatever, and it doesn't. And Nomad Land felt the same way, where, you know, there's like times when like somebody knocks on her car window and I'm just like, oh no, is this gonna be like some weird dark turn? Yeah. Something along those lines. And it, it never goes that way. I mean, that's not really a spoiler cause it's not really the point, but um, yeah, I, I feel like it's ha- having watched it once now, I'll be able to go back and rewatch it and kind of find more of the grooves uh, with it. I certainly, I know when we were talking about the uh, like supporting actor or like the, the Oscars that you'd want to win, I think I named like I would want to be David <laughs> Um and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I think uh, he was fantastic in that movie, and it's it's a bummer that he hasn't been uh, given, I think, the the shine that, that he should have.
1: You know, he could get an Oscar nomination. That's how that works. Yeah. You go, hmm, they thought a little differently, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I think it's the end near the middle of March. Is that when we get our Oscar nomination? So I think so. Yeah, a couple we, of weeks. We have a few of those award shows beforehand that could could shake out some of these people that don't need to worry about getting close for the Oscars.
0: Yeah. How about you, Jared? What would, did, how did that, Um. how did the the Golden Globes movie shake up some of your Oscar ideas?
2: I think it mostly solidified stuff as much as uh, anything. Like I, even going in, although I haven't seen it just from like the stuff I was keeping tabs on, it, it did seem like, it, it already seemed like to me, Nomadland was going to win between what I was looking at and between what Bruce was saying. And now it seems almost like you could just bet good money on it, that it's going to win Best Picture at the Oscars too. And the same thing with Best Director also. I just don't know what is going to, uh, who's going to beat out Chloe Zhao. Uh, I will say it, um, at least of a surprise or shaking things up, going back to Judas and the Black uh, Messiah again, it does make me think now maybe uh, somebody like Daniel Kaluuya has a chance in uh, Best Supporting Actor, which would be, which would be pretty cool to see. Other than that, as much as anything, like I said, yeah, it was more solidifying than, than anything else.
1: Well, and the thing that isn't factored into this because they didn't allow them in the categories, Minari. Minari can be a big player in the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And there, um, you'll have, is it Daniel Yoon? Is that his name? Stephen Yoon, yeah. Um, he could be a contender for best actor. And also, the woman who plays the grandmother. She's going to be a threat in best supporting actress. And they didn't allow that movie in the regular categories they called it an international foreign language film even though it's not um and then i think when they got beat up by that you know when people said wait a minute you should let them in then they almost had to give them best foreign language film to kind of justify why they did what they did Mm -hmm. but binari i think is going to be a that'll be a sleeper that's going to be your your um parasite of this next year
0: yeah so bruce i know i mean Speaking of like Best Supporting Actress with uh, Yu Joon Yin from Minari uh, being certainly in the running. And I know that you don't want Amanda Seyfried to win. But oh. um, I mean, do you do you feel like like the the Mank slide is going to bump her she'll
1: down? I think she'll still get in. I think Mank will still have a good showing because of the technical aspect aspects of it. But I think where it could lose is you might not see the director in there. He could be out of the directing ranks. Um, And I think it will still be in picture. I really do. Because 10 slots, that's a lot to fill in a year when you had no movies. Absolutely. Um, But when they sit down and they, I know those voters, they're not going to sit still for that long film about something that they weren't interested in or were in. Um, And they're going to go, this is boring. I don't want to see this. And they'll just tune out and they aren't going to vote for it. they do like ingenues. They do like having a young woman winning the Best Supporting Actress Prize. That's Maria Bakalova. Yeah. And I think, I think she could be a spoiler because she was so good. She matched um, Sasha Baron Cohen note for note in that thing. And you felt that she was just on board as much as he was. And he was the one who created this thing.
2: All the biggest stuff in in, the, in uh, Borat uh, to Electric Boogaloo is definitely Maria Bakalova carrying it. All the, the biggest uh, jokes and uh, spoofs and goofs is, is mostly her doing.
1: And I think Borat will will show up in the screenplay categories. That's how they. I think that um, Sasha Baron Cohn will get a supporting actor nomination for Chicago Seven. So they're going to be there in some kind of show. They'll be a part of the moment. Yeah. Um, and he could finally win something. I don't know which one it would be, but he could.
0: And that's also something I feel like the, the the ceremony itself is going to have some fun with that, especially now that they've gotten more validation through the Golden Globes and kind of that, that frees the Oscars up to prominently feature them in a way where it's, it's not just um, we're going to be goofy, but we're going to be goofy with this movie that actually has been accredited by another award-giving body, even if it is just the most
2: ridiculous of the award-giving bodies. The the goofy award-giving body. People
1: can badmouth the the Golden Gloves as much as they want, and they are in a very big sense a joke, but they (laughs) do set the table. They Mm -hmm. do get people kind of out there ready for this whole award season, as they like to call it, and get the party started. And yeah. even though it's maybe not the the top award on your shelf, it's an award
0: yeah, and i mean it, it just it's it controls the the conversation cycle of, around you know the the awards before the oscars uh nominations are out there, so yeah at least this year um but yeah, i am uh super interested do you i guess we can go out on uh do we think that uh, Diane Warren, who I feel like has really become like the avatar <laughs> of this podcast, did not expect that coming, um, that she's going to... I want to win. Yeah.
1: I don't know what that song was from the Sophia Loren movie, but I wanted to win.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll be back in another week or two with uh, follow-ups on other awards and... Screen you know, Actors the... Guild. Yep. Critics'
1: Choice, in fact, I'm voting tonight in the Critics' Choice Awards. Ooh. So we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah, so we got that. And um, if you have
1: anybody you want me to push?
0: Let Bakalova. Me know Bakalova is the only one that yeah, I would say you get in there. Okay. Maybe you know needs the the additional oomph. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know, Jared. You can take us out with our our patented, trademarked, copywritten uh, catchphrase here.
2: Yeah. Uh, so look, uh, there's just, there's a lot of things you can do right now. You can listen to podcasts. You can you can watch TV. Uh, you can play some video games, like a slob like I did all weekend, and just sit and, and play Madden uh, 2021 and get angry and upset with the CPU. Or uh, you know we're in award season right now, celebrating uh, some great films. So you could uh, participate in that and uh, see something good. See something good
0: well thank you guys so much thank everybody thanks to everybody uh, who, who's been following along and allowing us to affect your your oscar pool and whatever uh, yeah awesome well that is the end of the episode like i said earlier you can check the show notes for links to where you can stream the movies that we talked about discover older episodes and find ways to contact bruce jared and myself as well if you want Next up will be more award show predictions, since there are so many more events and announcements and nominations and all that uh, between now and the Oscars on April 25th. The show is produced by myself, Jared, and Bruce, and I'm the one who records and edits it. We hope that you've enjoyed the show and are taking care of yourselves out there. As always, thank you so much for listening.